Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Athletic NBA show. We are live in Las Vegas for Summer League with me. I've got Rockets beat writer Kelly Eco. Kelly, what's up? Yo, Vegas. So, so glad you're here. It's good to have you on a pod, man. I know. Gotta get me on more. I know. For real. Uh, Jerome Chang. What's up? Raptors expert from Experts. The Athletic. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining. Oh, super happy to be here. Super happy to still be alive here in Vegas. <laughs> right. No day, day three? Day three. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's all just one one big day. It's to been me. a blur. Like, I don't know what this is. Kelly, we got to talk about your Rockets team because that was one of the more fun games so far. I think maybe the the Magic uh, Warriors game is probably the most fun, but that one, just seeing Jalen Green do what he did off the dribble, he created probably like every single shot you could want him to. He showcased everything that you'd want him to. Uh, what, what was the stuff that you saw, and then what, what are you looking forward to seeing today? So the first thing I saw, and it was kind of surprising when the game began, was that he didn't look to assert himself early on. Yeah. You know, Kyrie Thomas, uh, Josh Christopher, they had the ball too. Yep. And he was kind of working his way into the game, and then all of a sudden he hits the first shot. Then he hits the second shot. Yeah. Then he's feeling, then the crowd's getting into it, and then he's just moving and moving and moving. And I think, because uh, everyone knows he's a gifted scorer. Yeah. Everyone knows he can be three-level score. He can be a top-five scorer in, his, in the NBA yeah. like in the next two, three years. But what I was looking for was the playmaking. Yeah, um, The Rockets want to see, can you make those reads at the next level? Can he play under a Steven Siles offense that, you know, even though there aren't set plays, there are sets that they yep. want to play out from. It's a free-flowing offense, and they want you to, to kind of see how you can maneuver in a half-court setting. I want to see the defense. You know, they're going to target him on defense. He's yeah. – Six five one ninety, if that mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, from the playmaking standpoint, he made some good passes. Yeah, um, could have made some more. But at, at nineteen years old, he was electric, and I don't yeah. think there are too many holes in his game right now. Yeah, there weren't many people that grabbed a hold of the the crowd like he did. Right. I mean, people went once he started, and you knew that he was going to put on a step back or something. Like everybody was just ready for it. Right. And the fact that he's finishing them, because there's been lots of like almost highlights throughout the entire like summer league, and he was just incredible from start to finish. Yeah. Like it was, he was super fun. Uh, Alperen Sengun, 16th pick in the draft. First, there's a little tension between you and I because of the 16th <laughs> of, pick. Of the I'm just here yeah. to help keep like everything peaceful, right? I know. You should have <laughs> been brought, sitting in between the us. Loki <laughs> should have been sitting in the middle, Jerome. <laughs> I just, the cool thing's over. You're right. So on draft night, the Thunder trade the rights to the 16th pick, which right. is going to be Shangun, to the Rockets in exchange for two future first-round picks. Now, giving up two future firsts is a lot um, for right. the 16th pick, but... You can think about it in that way in a vacuum. Like, you don't give up two picks to get the 16th pick, but 
the Rockets thought it was worthwhile to give up two picks for specifically Shangun. Right. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on his first game? So I kind of have a conspiracy theory about Shangun. Okay, but okay. I do think that the Rockets taking him is kind of early, but but they're prepping for possibly life after Christian Wood. Yeah, you know because mm-hmm. in two years' time he's going to be you know up for a max contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Houston will give it to him, but yeah. um, from his game, I think the Rockets fans are going to fall in love with him. The hustle is there. He reminds me of a lot of. Luis Scola, yeah, in the in the sense that, yeah, he's kind of frail and he's not going to be the best defender, but he put on an excellent performance game one. He did. Um, he was in the right spots, spatial awareness. Uh, he uses length well, and you know his hands kind of need some work, but he didn't give up any plays. And I think just from a hustle standpoint and an energy, Rockets fans want to see guys that care. Yeah, you know, after you win 17 games, there aren't a lot of positives to take away from the season, mm-hmm. but. Shangun is somebody who wants to play. He can't speak a lot of English, but he he knows the game of basketball. He does, and he's a smart player. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a good passer. He understands you know angles and stuff like that. And he's somebody who I think fans can get behind. You know, yeah, early on. Sounds like he could be a good complimentary piece with Jalen. Right, right, and that's the most important thing. Like you want to get guys that are going to be able to play well with Jalen going forward for the next you know five, six, seven years. So it's a good thing that he they have the similar timeline. You know, coming from Turkey, being an MVP, he understands the game playing with older guys also as well. Yep. You know, because Jalen Green played in the G League, a lot of mm-hmm. other, older vets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you, you get the chance to kind of grow together. And I think uh, from that standpoint of just being a young team, going through the motions and going through the years together, by year three, year four, you might see a really good player in Shanghai. Yeah. Scotty Barnes. Scotty made, Barnes. Made his debut. Yep, yep. Airball this first three. We sat together, watched it, and uh, I think I called him a bust within like the first two minutes. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was bust watch over the media. I'm just trying yeah. to make you sweat, you know. That's really. <laughs> I mean, the Vegas Heat is doing enough of that. Yeah, no really, kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, so true. But he settled down in the second quarter, mm-hmm. and you saw everything that everybody was talking about before the draft. Like the defense was there. Yep. He uses length and athleticism. He's handling the ball at the top. He took threes. He took four threes, yeah. which was a little surprising to see that he was just he, – he was it looking for It felt like him. it was like an answer just to everyone's questioning his shooting at that point. I mean, Vecini yeah. called him a no-level score. Right. And for a no-level score <laughs> – so I'm serious. It sounds like so insulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Barnes, what, 18, 10, five assists, two yeah. steals, oh. and a block. Like, yeah. he filled it up. And they yes. weren't like meaningless moments. Like, he showed the hustle – Oh, he was affecting the game in every way. I love watching him, yeah. No, I was such a big fan of it. Um, We were watching together, and I remember I I was – I mean, Malachi Flynn was in that game, and I was just so enamored with his scoring that I made the claim there of just, oh, I think he's the best player in this game. And then you're like, it's maybe Scotty Barnes. And I look up at the box score, and I just think, oh, he's doing everything out there. (laughs) It is fantastic to see that. And I think that's also – you know, the ongoing debate is going to – keep going whether it's uh with everyone in the nba or specifically with the raptors fan base of should we have uh, drafted scotty over someone that we will talk about we'll eventually talk about <laughs> he, can't even, he can't even say his name I, his name? I can't even say it <laughs> you know i mean like for programming sake we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. we won't okay. we won't go on a tangent at that point but um no no it was really good to watch him i think a lot of the decision of why getting scotty was 
not just like his talents and what he could do, but just like the profile and how it fits the team. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think to that end, you know, <laughs> you're looking at a roster now. It's a lot of six nine dudes yep. with a big wingspan and like outside of the stats that we're talking about. One thing we all noticed when we were watching, he's big. Yeah. yeah. He just in terms of when you talk about like an NBA ready body, like that is a person who does not look like he's going to struggle against the pros in the league. And beyond that, like the production was there. It was really exciting. I think everyone coming out of it uh, was really high on Scotty after the first air ball. Yeah, after, <laughs> after the first air ball. Yeah. And like a lot of those guys get nerves. I mm-hmm. I was talking to Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who was drafted 32nd by the Thunder earlier today, and he took four threes. He said his first two, he said, were definitely like welcome to the NBA moments right. for him, where he's just <laughs> right. like, He's real short on him. He's used to shooting the college three. And then he was like, okay, now I feel ready. Right. So, like, we have to – it's it's just so funny, like, being on Twitter and, like, wanting that instant reaction. Like, everybody, like, you have to have a take, like, almost immediately. <laughs> but that's, that's difficult with Summer League because even after – we see them play four or five games. Mm-hmm. You still can't say like yeah. definitively know anything about these guys. I think if anything, you want to come out of it knowing that they have a good performance that it bodes well for later on. Like yeah. you just don't want them to come up short at summer league. And then that would maybe raise a cause for concern. Yeah. So, so do you see, do you see Barnes as more of a, like a secondary tertiary playmaker type or can he be an initiator like in the NBA? Um, I, I think he's starting with like a secondary playmaker just right. with everyone we have on our team and like the ball dominance we'll need in our guard side. But right. um beyond like it's just it's good to know he has those skills, right? At that size, being able to create the plays like on the move, I think uh everything bodes well. Like that's something that is really exciting to like get from a rookie early on. Like we were just talking about Jalen Green and looking for the playmaking. I think we're starting to already see some signs of it with uh Scotty Barnes and so yeah, it's a lot to look forward to. Right. Yeah. The new thing that people are saying is when you ask like what position they play, like what are they going to mm-hmm. do in the game is, I don't know position, they're just a basketball player. <laughs> right, positionless basketball. And I'm just like, it, it kind of drives me crazy because like, yeah, I know they're a basketball player. <laughs> they're all basketball players. Of course they are. Uh, you mentioned Malachi Flynn. He's been one of the more impressive second-year guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very poised. His shot looked great. He was just extremely decisive. What, what were your thoughts on Flynn from last season to – the I, first game. I think that's what it is right there. Like, very decisive. I, we joke about it a lot, you know. We already have Fred Van Vliet, and it just seems like we brought his younger brother in. Yeah. And, but, like, not just in all that he does by way of, like, uh, shot creation, doing things that way. But, like you said, he just seems so poised. Mm-hmm. And that's also one of those things that you really come across when you go to a summer league and you see a player who has had a full year of experience. They just look like completely levels ahead of people who are just figuring out the league right now and yeah. i think uh that was sh- that was shown so clearly in that first game um we more than often than not you just saw him breaking down dudes yeah. Every, like you hear a lot of like oof, like <laughs> yeah. over out there in, in the crowd which is a fun thing you know yeah. uh, so i think on that front um and it, it was just it was to the point that you know it made me not immediately realize too right. just all the production that scotty was doing so that's yep. how you can tell how good he was out there yep I want to talk about Josh Christopher, who was really fun in that game. Right. Like you can tell like he really wants to get his own bucket. You watch him play, and he plays like he's the best player on the floor. Yeah. He, I think he probably believes that. Yeah. Uh, you wrote a piece on him at The Athletic. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on his game and kind of his approach? I think the most impressive thing about him is when you look at where he comes from, the background, uh, his dad is somebody who's a devout Christian. His, his brothers played basketball. Uh, so did his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, 
His grandma loves basketball. He's somebody who understands kind of the basketball hierarchy. So yeah. he knows that people didn't come to see. I mean, there are some fans that came to see him, but people came to see Jalen Green. People yep. came to see Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. But he's still going to make his impact felt. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that coming into the draft, you see scouts, you see mock drafts. Um, they were saying that defense was kind of the biggest question mark about Christopher's game. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the combine and you see him and he's yelling every possession. He's talking to everybody. He's screaming. He's playing his ass off, like fair to say, on defense. And mm-hmm. now Summerlee comes and he's looking like Pat Beverly out there. He's locked in. And I was talking to him and he told me that you know, the Rockets kind of gave him like a guy to model after, which was Drew Holiday, of somebody who who can handle the ball. He can score, but he's known for lockdown defense. And, you mm-hmm. know, Christopher's a big dude, 6'5", 6'9", 6'10", wingspan, uh, 215. He's a big guy. Yeah. And, you know, he can be a good off-ball guard. The only problem is I think that the Rockets kind of have a lot of guards to deal with. Um, so the minutes might be hard to come by early on. So he might be, you know, in the G League for a little bit. But, yeah. but from a summer league standpoint, he's a phenomenal player. Like, yeah. he, like you saw him driving downhill, pulling up from mid-range. Like, he's confident. He's, he's a – He's mm-hmm. a swaggy guy. Yep, he is. <laughs> and that, and I'm, I'm, that's coming from Arizona State, you know, the whole 13 legacy, James Harden yep. and everything. And, uh, you know, I think I think he has a good future ahead of him. Yeah. I love the swings that the Rockets took. Yeah. I mean, they're in a position where – To do that. They're, they may lose their picks after these next two seasons. Yeah. Like, if they're good enough, if they're, like, playing ready by the time that these next two years are over, like, they're losing their picks moving forward. And so they have, like, these two years – to, to get it done right and to figure out uh who they're gonna who their core is gonna be so i love the swings that they took i think all three guys that played yesterday uh are high ceiling guys right and with christopher is a, a lower floor probably but just take a swing yeah here's late He's in the there. draft mm-hmm. you gotta do it let's talk about evan mobley uh he of the top five guys probably was at least productive in his first game but he showed some great flashes jerome what did what did you see from mobley uh first thing like again just being here in person he's a big dude yeah and i I, very huge (laughs) (laughs) and um and then to your point there i think uh what's really impressive about it I, i think it's probably very difficult for big men especially at summer league to make their impact in that kind of way but you saw flashes of skill combined with it, right? He, mm-hmm. he was making certain plays during, uh, like to the rim. And I think at that point you're thinking like, okay, there, there are things there. And obviously like we're talking about a lot of exciting players that like guards have a really good opportunity of like really getting production out there. Um, but it's nothing to, uh, to like, I don't think there is a cause of concern when it comes to Mowgli. He, yeah. he looks really solid out there. And I think um, that's just something that, you know, with a big man, you're going to need more time to like see that develop more and more and show up. Yeah, no doubt. Do you see him fitting well with you know Jared Allen in the front court? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to defer that to you. I, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> so yeah, the way I see it, you know, Allen isn't a quote unquote floor spacer, right? But he, yeah, he's shown he can hit an NBA three. Yeah, he'll take them. So Mobley, I don't really see him as a big man. Like you, if you see him out there, he's moving like, like Durant. Like he's moving. He moves like, like a wing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he does. and and he's somebody that you can, like, yeah, you can put him in lineups at, at small ball big and, and do stuff like that. But he's gonna be more dynamic, beating guys off the dribble who take him for granted. Yeah, you know, guys that underestimate his speed and his quickness because he, 
He can do it all out there. Yep. And and the first game, you know, first game Jitters kind of took my water to get going, but he showed flashes for sure. Yeah. The rim protection, the, the athleticism. I think it's know, sneaky because he's so big, you don't right. expect that. Right. right. Yeah. So I think that's why the Cavs, um, you know, at three, they they didn't even think twice. Like that's yep. that's going to be our guy. Yep. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about regrets, draft day <laughs> regrets. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Broker dealer. And we're back after that quick break. Jerome, the time has come. You've got to say the name. We've got to talk about the game that happened last night. Your thoughts on Jalen Suggs. He's good. He's a baller. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good. Um, I, I think very similar to uh, our first reactions when we saw the Scotty Airball. I, just when we saw Jalen Suggs just go off right from the start. Yeah. Uh, everyone was yelling at me <laughs> and i remember yelling back we don't know yet yeah <laughs> this is nothing um but no he's fantastic I, yeah. I think everything from his composure to his creation right. just he, he did not look like a rookie playing his first game in the nba in that yeah. uh and and probably in the most exciting game so far we've seen at summer league so uh i think Everyone started standing on that final possession. I think we all wanted him to hit yeah. game winner oh my right after getting that. that defensive play. It was fantastic. So I think to that end, um, yeah, you, you can definitely see uh, me in the crowd and some people on Raptors Twitter sweating a little bit of whether it was the right call or not. <laughs> but I think it does go down to at that point, again, like what did we have as, at a roster, as a roster at the time? What was yeah. the profile? What kind of player were we needing to get? Because, yeah, you know, you can make the argument of like, best player available but when you're talking about a Jalen Suggs and a Scotty Barnes like you're talking about two completely different did you order this cart to come through so that <laughs> things would be all messed up that's for my the Uber Eats order right now so, uh, <laughs> wow so, uh, I didn't I knew, that, I knew you were nervous about it but that's I didn't think you'd go to these kind of lengths God, to like send people through I the mean, arena I mean you saw me uh, on my phone ahead what do you think I was doing right. preparing <laughs> for this exact moment I was timing it out uh, <laughs> so look so I'm gonna make my summer league hot take 
based Ooh, off of one game. Yes, Let's okay. Yes. By the time all rookie voting is in, Kid Cunningham is going to be on the verge of second team. <gasps> All Ooh, yeah. We got to talk about Kate. Let's let's just talk about it. What, did, right. you, what did you think of Cade's now, first performance? No, Is there I'll, anything to do with that or what? Or just the performance of the other guys? I think it's the other guys. Yeah. I think, I think uh, first of all, I love Killian Hayes. And I think yeah. seeing him over a full year, you're going to see how, you know, Rico Suave of a playmaker he really is. Yeah. Like, he's somebody yeah. who can make all those reads. He's smooth. Um, Cade is a great uh, from obviously he hit the first two threes and everyone thought he was going for forty. Yeah, but yep. <laughs> and it was funny because I I remember going back and watching the highlights and they said he kind of cooled off after that. Yeah, and then you look at the box run is five for seventeen from the field, but it's like yep, right. you know, that's first game jitters. I'm, I'm just, it is. I'm just yeah. yeah, But I do think like what he said, Suggs, man, like and you can tell guys that have it. Like you know the last yeah. play of the game, he's bending down with the ball. About to get, oh like, yeah, he knows that he has it. Yeah, he understood the moment. Yeah, he he and the defense was even more impressive for, for me for that, Suggs, and completely. I think that's that's what's gonna get Orlando fans, you know, him and Wagner, whatever you know, it comes to play. But yep, um, I think Suggs, Green, um, who else is there? Barnes, 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 really good. Kuminga, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Trey Murphy. That's, Murphy was I, good. That's a that's a sleeper right there. Yeah. So yeah, Murphy was really good. This is this is the summer league hot take. But Kid Cunningham's second team all rookie. It's a credit to like how good the pool is. That's yeah, yeah. It right there. Yeah. Davion Mitchell too. Oh yeah. Of like guys oh that God. of guys that stood out to me, he was one where he was undeniable. And just on the defensive, but he did some stuff on offense. Like his he showcased his first step and got to the rim and made some nice passes. But the fact that he took Book Knight completely out of the game. Oh my God. It was, guy was good. I felt really bad. For James Booknight. <laughs> like, I honestly was just like, oh, no. Like, yeah, first game jitters right. are like a thing. But mm-hmm. first game just being completely shut down by somebody else in your rookie class is right. like a whole nother level. Because Booknight was supposed to be the guy that comes in and has more counters than anybody else right. in this draft class. Right, right, right. And if you're going to use those counters, like, this is the perfect person to use it on. Like, he's going to try to lock you down. Let's see what you got. And he trapped him in the corner in one possession. And, you know, James trying to get a shot off, and he just blocks it out of bounds, and they oh, sat him I mean, after this, that. This is, this is a good class. I, I I know coming into when you read a lot of mocks, people said that this is kind of a an okay class. But yeah. I think this by the time two years go by, you're going to see, like, half these guys are starters, like long-term starters. Yeah, because we're seeing these guys play against second-year guys, some, like, real NBA guys. Right. And they just stand yeah. out. Like, top five guys, like, really stand, really stand out. out. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good one. Yeah, back to Jalen Suggs. They play <laughs> back to just. I just got to twist the knife just a little bit more. Uh, they played this three guard lineup pretty much exclusively mm-hmm. with with Jalen, where they played him, Cole Anthony, R.J. Hampton together, which it was very fun. It was very fast paced. It was very interesting, but it was just really cool to see because like Hampton's like that's a high recruit. Like he's a guy that was supposed to really do stuff. Same right. with Cole Anthony. Like Cole Anthony came into the season, into his first college season, as a guy that was supposed to go like top six in the draft. Yeah. And Suggs is just so much better than those guys. Like clearly the leader of that group on both ends. And Fultz too. And and Fultz. They've got a they've got a crew there of guys. But I I just thought he was obviously the offensive stuff was great. He had twenty four points, nine boards, uh one assist, two steals, but he the defense in the moment, you talk oh about recognizing the moment. Not only did you recognize the moment on the offensive end, oh, but completely. defensively, he just 
completely shut down what the Warriors wanted to do. He right. embarrassed Kyle Guy. It yeah. was really it was another time where I felt very bad for somebody <laughs> during summer <laughs> <Yes>. league. <laughs> yeah, shout out Kyle Guy and his uh, NBA 2K just like default name to start yeah. off. <laughs> but um, no, no, it was that's entirely it there too. You know, we're talking about all the offensive side, but just seeing him defensively because like before that final shot that we were hoping and going, he's the one that makes a defensive play to actually get the possession. Yeah, like he's, yeah, exactly. he, he's apparently trying to start his career like Jordan ended in Utah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it, it, it was again, like he, he looks fantastic out there. And um, I will say I am marking the calendar for when he first plays the Raptors. Oh yeah. He, he could have been too. in a uniform. He, he could have been. been in a uniform. Also but, big shots. But to, I, yeah. like all that said, like joking aside, Again, not taking away. Scotty Barnes is fantastic. He looks yeah. really good out there. So it's going to be fun to see how they all do. Hey, Andrew, I ran, yeah, I ran it. This is random, but yeah. I ran it to uh, Dort, and that guy, yeah. is, that guy is huge. He is, yes. He <laughs> is. I mean, there's a reason they call him Lou the Beast. Like he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's ready, man. Like all the, I mean, all the Thunder guys were here. Like literally the entire team, is except here. for Derek Favors, is here. Wow. You know they're. Which I mean, with, like with, with Shea out there, it just looked like it was New York Fashion Week on the court <laughs> okay. side. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so the Thunder did play. They they played the Pistons. They've only played one game so far. Right. Josh Giddy had one great possession, and then a couple so-so possessions, and then he rolled his ankle, and he's out, and likely out for the rest of the summer league, which is such a bummer. But he did have the one dunk. Thunder fans Ooh. will always have yeah, yeah, the one dunk yeah. where he turned the corner. Cade completely died on that screen, the JRE set, and uh, it was over. Who's but, the white man can't jump? Who said that? What? Who's the white man can't jump? That <laughs> wasn't me. Better not be you. <laughs> he definitely can. Uh, shout out to the Magic had this player, and if you watch the game, you know who he is. Tima was just a phenomenal summer league player. Like, mm-hmm. just like really fun to watch. He had the bleach blonde hair. I thought that was like, Vegeta when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just cool to watch. That was fun. Uh, in that same game, Jonathan Kaminga, who was picked seventh oh by the goodness. Warriors. Yeah. Like, the, there are too many players like to go through. That's what I'm saying. Which is, like, which is why your this. hot take doesn't feel like it's like such a hot take. It's, again, never a detriment to any single player. Right. But yep. we're looking at it, and we really don't know who's coming out of this, like the top player or the top five players yeah. in this class right yeah that's how like and, and i know there was a lot of talk about him being raw and yeah him being not nba ready and but it looks pretty damn good <laughs> he's all see the the, the the most difficult thing about evaluating him is that it's like raw is maybe the wrong word because when you think of right. a raw player you think of like athlete only trying to learn the game like he has always had like he's got a step back three in his game he's a good passer he's got a lot of like he can handle Right. It was just always like, can he like link together everything and be consistent? And will he compete on the defensive end? I think we saw mm-hmm. some of that we yesterday. Saw some of that. And as far as like NBA ready body, like it's he and Barnes, where you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're ready. They're, like, ready. they're not going to struggle against anybody. Oh. And and he's going to benefit so well playing with Draymond. Yes. And and, and playing with you know a healthy Claire Thompson, Steph Curry, obviously, but just being in that system was going to help you. Because Steve Kerr is going to make – he's going to – you have to learn quickly. Yeah. Like, we saw guys like Kelly Uber kind of struggle with that, you know, processing, you know, yep. from a, a Phoenix team to, to a Golden State team. So, I think it's good that Kuminga's in that system. It's good that they took that swing, I guess, if that's even a word for him. Yeah. But that's a great fit. It's a great fit. Would yeah. you say it was also good that he came up through the Ignite year? I think so. Yeah. I, and I think yeah. by the time this year is done, you're going to see more players – 
look at Jalen Green and Kuminga as kind of success stories. Right. Without right. a doubt. Like, you can do this. Like, college isn't the only route for players to, to get noticed in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, I thought – I think Kuminga's situation, not only the system, but the fact that he's with an organization that has, like, a clear hierarchy, right. I think might be the most important thing for him. Because I think if he goes to a team like the Magic or the Thunder or someplace like that, I think he'll arrive and be like, I am the guy. Like, you cannot deny that I'm the guy. Like, what else have you guys done? Has any of you made an all-star team? Like, <laughs> nope. Like, I'm the guy. And I think the fact that he gets to go to the Warriors where it's like like legends of the game yeah. that are like living, playing legends are on the Warriors. And playing in some playing in his position that he yes. can go off. Right. Yeah. Like, you have to fit in. Like, you have to fit in first. And then we can expand. And I think that's the perfect thing for him because I think personality-wise, I think he tends to really believe that he's going to – like he said, he, I'm going to be a Hall of Fame player. Great. Let's shape your game. Let's make sure you have some consistency first. first yeah. And then, like, I think he can be a star. I think this is probably the perfect situation for him if the Warriors are going to be patient and not think of him as, like, a trade asset. Right. Mm-hmm. So – all right. Anything else you guys want to talk about from summer league? Any Vegas do's and don'ts? Yeah, you want to talk some Vegas do's okay. and don'ts? Okay, yeah. let's go. Okay, number one, don't don't show up to the club wearing Adidas pants because it's gonna <laughs> like be with a the rude, stripe around the side. With the stripe around the side, it's gonna be a rude awakening for you. You're not in your hometown city. <laughs> They'll send you away at the door. Even if it's like a tearaway situation, if you even know if it's about it, to turn up? Yeah. No, okay. Even okay. If, don't, don't do it. All right. Stay in your resort. <laughs> uh, dues, I go to like a nice restaurant because yeah. the food yeah. here is unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. I got I to say, Schleckers are wearing some nice some nice prints on his shirt. I mean, this is entirely why we actually invested in this uh, studio setup is really just to highlight <laughs> the floral pattern. Just pan the shirt. Those are black magic cameras. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah. I, I think those are the same AKs that we had in the Phoenix crowd. Just yeah. so we can, yeah, so this big, is perfect. Big shout out to my wife and to Fred Katz. I was doing a podcast. My wife walks in the door. She is on speakerphone with Fred Katz talking about my what I, I'm going to wear to summer league. And she's like, we've got to help him. Like he's <laughs> he hasn't he's been at home for like the last year and a half. We gotta help him. We gotta get this guy some help. That's so good. shout out Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Big shouts to Fred Katz. Thanks so much for listening to the Athletic NBA show. Be sure to listen to all the shows throughout the week. Again, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.